Welcome to the Crypto Campfire. One of them still salty about losing out to a volleyball in Castaway, Mitch and the Professor. Featuring special guest, Colin the Crypto Ocelot. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Crypto Campfire Podcast. This is the Professor. And Mitch. And today we have our good friend Colin the Crypto Ocelot for round two. But before we start talking to Colin, let's grab that crypto news from the Crypto Gent. Thanks, Professor. Hello, Crypto Campfire listeners, and welcome to the Crypto Currency News in a flash with the Crypto Gent. HSBC to drop 35,000 jobs and invest in digital finance. EU securities regulator flags risks of big tech's entry into financial services. And Tim Draper-backed startup launches blockchain browser to avoid censorship. That's the Crypto Currency News in a flash with the Crypto Gent, and it's back to you, Professor. Thanks a lot, Crypto Gent. So, Mitch, you're still in Chicago, right? I am still in Chicago. I'll tell you what, what an adventure. Axe throwing, this is, coin this is flip, pretty... friend, all yeah. the, the amazing crypto family was with you. Like, tell us a little bit about yes. what your weekend was like. Okay, so I got here Thursday and um, I was blindfolded and taken to this secret location of CoinFlip's office. And uh, Clint Westwood didn't make it out Thursday night, but he showed up Friday morning. And then him and myself and Red Cat Life all hung out. Well, she worked actually Thursday and Friday. Um, and so, you know, we hung out and then just, uh, we went out uh, to eat Thursday night and went out to the Christmas party yesterday, did some ax throwing that was off the hook fun. It seems like Clint Westwood is a natural. Yeah. Well, Clint and I both made it to um, third and fourth place. So we had to compete against each other for third place because third place won cash first uh-huh. and second place won cash. So it was a lot of fun. So who won the cash? Actually, there was a, uh, two guys from the team, the coin flip team won the big pot and um, Clint won the third place. Nice. Nice work, Clint Westwood. Nice work. We knew you had it in you. So Mitch, I say we get Colin in here and get this show on the road because this is going to be a crazy one. It sounds like he's a little wired. I'm a little wired. Mitch, you haven't slept. So let's do this shit. Colin, what's going on, man? Hey guys, how you doing? Good, good, man. It's good to have you on the show again. These are... Uh, Always fun and a little bit uh, hairy conversations, and I think that makes it exciting. I I really tried not to let it slip last time, and that didn't work. Yeah, we, yeah, I tried to, and we ended up down some some really weird rabbit holes, if I recall. And I, you know, it's going to happen again. I'm sure of we it, got so. talking Pokemon last time. We I mean, did that's get into a sub- Pokemon. It, yeah. like, in the terms of a subject matter, that's something I'm, me and Mitch are uniquely unqualified to talk about. Yeah, pretty much what, what happened was I rambled about Pokemon for 15 minutes while you guys sat there thinking like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? <laughs> <laughs> I won't ever soon forget. <laughs> uh, it was good. It, 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 the thing is, it was such good fun. And honestly, thank you so much. It was just an absolute blast. I'm really, really pleased you guys invited me back. A little surprised as well, but that, that's good enough. Well, you know, to be honest, we did... Uh, we never really got deep enough into the work you're doing with the anti-scam and anti-scam stuff. And, and Mitch's phone is disconnected. 
Is it just you and me? I don't know. Mitch, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Sorry. Your lady disconnected you, and I wasn't sure if uh, you went with her. So, you know, it's nice to have a female voice on the podcast now and then. I know, right? We're just a bunch of middle-aged white men doing a podcast, aren't we? Yep, this, is, right. this, this is what we're supposed to do. Middle-aged white men and a female android. <laughs> <laughs> That's the title of this speaking episode. Of, <laughs> <have a> <laughs> Go ahead. I was going to say, speaking of which, we have a special guest here on the show today. Um, just join me in the, in the car. So she has returned from her adventures? Yes. So everybody say hello to Red Cat Life. Red Cat Life, say hello to Colin and the professor. Hi, Colin. Hi, Hi. professor. Hey, Cat. What's going on? I'm doing much better now. I was on the struggle bus this morning. That's what we heard. We heard it's been kind of a rough morning for you. It it has, yeah. (laughs) Which sucks because it sounds like it was a pretty amazing night. Yes, holiday, coin flip holiday party, but, you know, the next day you pay for it. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, coin flip holiday party has to be one of the coolest concepts. Bitcoin ATM party with axe throwing. Like, how does it get any better than that? Oh, it was off the hook crazy. Oh, here's a a first question for the podcast. Colin, how would you improve a coin flip ATM axe throwing party? I mean, I'd ban booze. What? I'd, I'd ban booze immediately. I, I, that's, that's the first thing. I mean, I've been watching Vikings recently, and it, it doesn't end well. <laughs> oh, that's great. I, 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 how do you one-up axe throwing? Where do you go from there? I don't know. That's, that's kind of what I was hoping you had an idea, because I'm... I mean, like, nothing that's safe. But yeah, right. I, so there was uh, there was a thing. This is a few years ago now, but the England rugby team, um, when they were playing out in New Zealand, allegedly got busted for going to a bar and engaging in midget tossing. <laughs> oh no! Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That would be during a World Cup campaign when the world's media was watching. That's allegedly, and obviously, I wasn't there, so I couldn't say whether or not that happened. I've been, I've been I to the, it's the a bar in New Zealand in a place called Queenstown, and I've been to that bar. So. <laughs> I mean, I, I just, I mean, in terms of improving things, as you guys know, I'm, I'm probably the wrong person to ask. I, my, my version of improving is not necessarily everyone else's. <laughs> that's, that's why I asked you because I want to hear your versions of yeah. improvement. Again, again, we're trying to make this like safer great. work and professional. It's going to be awful. So, Colin, are you going to be coming on to the Christmas special? Uh, yeah, if you'll have me, I'd love to. Thank you. I'm a grumpy middle-aged man with no children. I'm sure I can find time. <laughs> I love having everybody connect all at once. And we haven't really had all that many people on one. We did that one episode and we had... The DJs. Well, that one, but then we also had the one that we did with Clint. And we ended up having several people jump on and... Yes. Are you guys going to do video for that one? Or are you yeah, totally. Do, uh, we're we're going to go video. Oh, yeah. really? So I've got to shave and like, put clothes on and stuff? I mean, you don't have to join a video. <laughs> it'll, I mean, it'll be video enabled. But if you join and don't turn on your video, you'll still be able to connect and talk to us. So if you want to join naked, go for it. But please turn the video. I'm going to have to do some sit-ups. Nah, we don't need that. We just we like that dad bod. Oh, okay. Fine. Well, I'll, just, I'll stay as is then. You're just, you're as is. <laughs> I'm I'm not going to be there. Sorry, uh, Mitch. This is on you. Oh God! Don't do that to me. <laughs> uh, we've derailed, and we have. No, it's fine. I, 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 pro- I promise. I'll, I'll make the effort. I'll, I'll shave my teeth and you know wash my face. It'll be fine. <laughs> perfect. That's perfect. Excellent. Mr. Bean style, driving down the road, shaving your tongue. Oh yeah, that's that's pretty much me. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I'm down. 
So, how, how are you feeling? I know you had uh, hernia issues. You were afraid uh, to uh, fart for a while. Mm. Are you still afraid to fart, or are you improving? I mean, everyone else is, but that that's a whole other story, and <laughs> more diet related than it's more lifestyle choices than anything that's going on. Um, no, so I uh, I went in for another round of scans during the week, and I went in for another blood test yesterday. Um, I, they've had enough out of me now to make me think that that blade conspiracy thing where the vampires run shit that actually might be real. Um, so anyway, they've cleared all that up. They've scanned me six ways from Sunday. Uh, they injected me with some sort of glowing liquid that didn't make me radioactive after all, so that was a bit disappointing. Um, the conclusion they've come to is that apparently my back's gone. Uh, apparently I've got a bulging disc in my spine, and that is referred pain, which is news to me. So I've got to go and see a back surgeon on Wednesday. Wednesday. Uh, see what he says. But honestly, this has been going on for like a month now. So at this stage, I'll, I will take referral to Scientology, like voodoo, witchcraft. I, I just don't give a shit. Something. Make it go away. As, they can pray it away in whatever. The Easter Island statues, I'll go there and camp out. That's fine. I'll just do that. <laughs> Mitch, that's where we're going for the campfire get together. We're going to go to Easter Island. We'll just party in the middle. Do you think they'll let us do that? Easter Island, that sounds off the hook crazy. I don't even know. I. You know, I've heard of Easter Island, but I don't know that much about it. So if you can kind of picture my face, but in multiple locations and then lose the beard a bit, that's effective. <laughs> that's basically what Easter Island statues look like. That's scary, actually. <laughs> it is. It is. You're telling me. You're telling me my ancestry is Irish. The big rock heads, sculptures that are positioned <laughs> in a circle. It's the ears that really upset me. Oh, okay. Now I know what it is. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I yeah, know you've seen yeah. it. You're just probably not recognizing the name. <laughs> uh, you know, go, go to a historic monument and hold a, a campfire. I think it's perfect. I'm down. It might Sounds be good. slightly illegal. We might end up in some trouble, but, you know, you got to try, right? You know, illegal and rules are subject to interpretation sometimes. It's, it's forgiveness rather than permission. Mm, subject to interpretation. I think we got onto this topic last time with me and my work days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know your yeah. uh, uh, unfortunate firing. I mean, yeah, that was. I mean, it was more mutual. Mutual. <laughs> Sometimes it's better just to end it and call and cut your losses. Yeah, I guess, you know, you just you know you realize when something's not right both sides. Yeah, just you know, move on, move on. Yeah, awesome. So, sorry, they found out the way they did. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so anyway, right. Sorry, we, we, no, we, 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 we were supposed to be time. having a serious That's topic. That's what I'm saying. We right. made this mistake last time. We we were supposed to have a serious conversation about talking about you know stopping crypto scams and trying to help people, and we ended up just talking about Pokemon and who knows the fuck what. So why don't you take the stand for a moment or twenty and tell us about what you're doing and why it's important to you to raise awareness for scams in the crypto space? Cool. So um, the scammers very simply aren't stopping. Uh, you'll likely see something pop up on your feed every day. If you're on social media, uh, there's always someone who is reposting, retweeting, whichever platform you're on. There's normally something that pops up about the latest, greatest giveaway, uh, of which 99.9% .9 of them are just utterly false. Except for the ones at the Crypto Campfire Christmas special, special because we're going Oprah style. Well, and here's the thing, because there are some that are legitimate. But not there very are, many. You know, genuinely some people who want to give back. There are some people who want to raise awareness, who are, let's say, launching a new token. 
there are people who want to raise their personal profile. So these things do happen. They're not unheard of, but you've got to, yeah, you've got to consider the amounts that people are looking at here. We've had crypto is this, there's this perception around the whole thing where it's this Lamborghini millionaire lifestyle. And that's what people expect the moment they enter the space. It is an interesting psychology that happens. It's like everybody feels like if you were in crypto for a while that you must be a millionaire because you obviously held through all of those ups and downs, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you've been in crypto since they see like mid 2010s, you know, 2014, 2015, and they're like, oh my God, this guy's a millionaire. So of course he's giving away a million dollars on crypto Twitter, of course, because yeah. he went and bought a five-year-old account and started posting giveaways. Like, yeah, people don't, they don't think, I guess. Nobody uses their head half the time when it comes to this stuff. It's still viewed as fun money. This is the trouble. Um, the micropayments and how that's evolved. I mean, you know, XRP, Litecoin, Bitcoin, uh, Digibyte. There's, there's been a load of real advances for the, the, the whole concept behind micropayments, how it's this, where it goes. And it's great. It, yeah, it's fantastic for adoption. It really is you know, going to be one of these things that makes adoption that much easier for the no coins. But people just wander in and there's this assumption that everything's on the level, everything's completely legitimate, and everything will deliver on the promises that are made. Because crypto, it, it's more, the view is it's more honest than the traditional financial world, right? It's more transparent. Right. And the sad thing is it's like totally opposite. I shouldn't say opposite. It's just right there alongside it because there's always going to be those kind of people in whatever industry you're in that are going to try to take advantage of others. And it has nothing to do with the type of asset. It just has to do with the human nature, I, I guess, sadly. But everyone likes the idea of money. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, a lot of these scams are so obvious. You know, a lot of times you look at them and you're like, well, clearly this guy is not giving away a million bucks. But on the other hand, some of them are a lot, uh, a lot more cleverly put together. Do you have any examples of some of the major scams that are a little bit trickier for the untrained eye? Okay. So the one that called me out, the one that kind of set me on this path is uh, there was an arbitrage bot, XRP arbitrage bot. And arbitrage is a fairly simple concept. Effectively, uh, there are different prices for the same token on different exchanges at the same time. What arbitrage does, it swaps between those, it scalps, and it makes a profit either side. So the idea is that you fund the arbitrage bot with your XRP, it pays you out a dividend. So this may sound like, a, you know, is this a good idea, really? This doesn't sound great. So the return on this is a staggering 1.5% per day. So just to kind of put that into context, if you were to invest one thousand you would get that back within about 60 no sorry about 72 73 days and then anything after that you're good that's all profit so this looks too good to be true to me i was like this can't be this can't be right surely this is ridiculous but other people were doing it I saw other people on my social media platform, Twitter, who were, and yeah, it's working, it's paying out. So I had a moment and I just went, do you know what? Screw it, I'm going to do it. I faffed around enough, I'm just going to get on board because I'm missing out. Other people are gaining, I'm not. And that's my biggest mistake is that I put in. 
I fell for it, hook, line and sinker. So I waited and my first payment came out. I was like, oh, oh, it does work. And then I made the next mistake, which is I put more in on top. I got super greedy and put even more in on top of my first amount so I'd get more back out faster. That was my theory. Uh, unbelievably, it wasn't a legitimate scheme. It turned out to be just an absolute Ponzi. And one day we had a communication shutdown from the site where payments just suddenly stopped. And there was a bit of back and forth. There were problems with a third party payout, but all the Twitter accounts, all the Twitter messenger accounts, they all went dark one after the other. And no one had any recourse. No one had anyone to talk to. No one had any way to get their funds back. These guys just vanished and they took, the best guess is around about 3.2 mil wow. US dollars. So they had members, uh, they had YouTubers who got caught out by this stuff. You know, people who were respected within the community. And some people started to clock onto this, but it was too late. You know, these guys have already got hold of all this crypto and it's not coming back. So all these little payouts that people got, they weren't from any arbitrage. They were other people coming in at a later date. So the 1.5% daily amount that I got paid out was each time by someone else investing further down the line. And when they reached a saturation point, they just pulled the plug and vanished. So that was my first experience with crypto scams. That's absolutely crazy. I mean, to think, you know, they, they lead you along to help stretch out the process to help get to, like you said, a saturation point by mm -hmm. fulfilling their agreement as people set, put, kept putting money in. So they're paying out that 1%, which they're still getting 99%, right? So mm -hmm. that's pretty, um, you know, it's ingenious how they set that up. It's screwed up how so many people got burned from it. Um, have you have you thought of crypto.com? Have you looked into that as far as um, being able to put your funds in and get back interest on your money or Celsius Network? Have you looked into either of those? I haven't yet. I've got some browsing to do over the uh, the Christmas period. Um... That's obviously, you know, as soon as I get off Pornhub, I'll be straight onto those. But I, um, <laughs> there's a few ones that I want to have a look at. Because for me, I mean, I'm ex-financial services. That's, um, that's where I kind of cut my teeth when I was younger. And there is a real opportunity for a lot of financial services to be replicated within crypto. Now, that includes interest accounts. That includes loans. There's an awful lot of flexibility. But crypto, no one's entirely sure what to do with yet. I mean, Perf touched on it earlier. It's still very new and it's still, there's a lot of uncertainty surrounding it. For big business, for high net worth individuals, for, you know, the everyday bloke in the street. Right. And that's, that's the scary part though. The scary part right there. Okay. So you, we have, uh, let's, let's use those two as entities, um, you know, Celsius mm -hmm. Network, We've met, uh, we've met them. We've met Alex Mashinsky um, face to face. We've seen, you know, what he's been doing and what their team has been doing over the last couple of years. Um, and now they're, you know, having this way to 
allow people to give them funds and they will hold those funds and, and pay back interest on that. Uh, and crypto.com is doing the same thing. What's interesting is what you said and what brings up all those caution flags is that, you know, yeah, they, they, they suck you in. Not these guys. I'm just, I'm using that. Yeah, no, absolutely. What happened before they suck you in by fulfilling their commitment, even if it's the first three months and you're seeing your money grow by a percentage and by that interest that you're gaining, you're seeing it come mm -hmm. through. So you're like more excited about it and you're like, Oh wow. Okay. Well I put, you know, a thousand bucks in it first time yep. and I made whatever, you know, three, 3% three or 5% on that money over three months. Wow. This is really cool. Guess what? The mm -hmm. next three months I'm going to put $10,000 in there. And that might even come to fruition for the following three months. But now that saturation, like you're talking about, could potentially be building within that whole system. And let's say that by the end of that year, they decide to pull the plug and all that money could technically and theoretically be gone. So that, oh, totally. that just brings up, um, oh, wow, that, that opens, you know, that opens a can of whoop ass to say, holy shit, how, how do we trust and how do we put faith in these things you know obviously we like to think that track records tell that tale but <laughs> track records can change in a heartbeat so oh yeah what well, well, okay well let you want to talk this stuff let, let's have a look at who we've got the world's major financial systems that you know we kind of understand being in crypto i don't need to go into that but you look who gets fined all the time for the money laundering stuff, who gets, uh, you know, who these people are who are moving this money around. And we always hear about bank fines that come through. And they're these, these staggering, like Deutsche Bank, for instance, um, been fined, you know, huge millions, billions, these huge amounts. I don't know about you. I've never seen a penny of these fines. They've, they're not popped up in my bank account. It's most strange. Right. So there are, you're always going to find the bad amongst the good because what the bad do is they replicate what the good do. Right. Um, I, I guess the best example that we've got recently, you know, you look at the Ponzi schemes, th those are the most simple ones. It's, it's the ones that people can kind of get their heads around. Yeah. But I mean, Ponzi's have been going on forever. They've been going on pretty much since the financial system was first set up. And the idea that you can give someone else your money and they will do all the work for you. That's always been the concept. Right. That's never really changed. It's, it's always been the case of if you give them, what they will do is they will make you fabulously wealthy. Right. And that, I guess that promise right there would be a red flag to me. But to mm -hmm. say that, I'm going to give you 1% on your money or 3% on your money. Whereas traditional banking's giving you a half a percent on your money. Well, I mean, the difference is it's 1% a day versus half a percent a year. Correct. And if, if you make that offer to somebody, I mean, you've got to say, well, why wouldn't I do that? What's the catch? Right. So some things are just so blatantly obvious. If you just actually sit down for just a few minutes and actually think about it. And that's, that's the problem though, is so many people just come to a conclusion right away based on either their experience from just playing with it immediately or by who's running it or some other reason, mm -hmm. they just immediately trust instead of questioning and researching first. And that's why DYOR is such an amazingly critical topic mm -hmm. that 
people don't talk about enough. I mean, I know a lot of people are starting to get there, but still people are constantly buying into stuff just because somebody on Twitter said to do it, you know? Imagine, I mean, just, just imagine for a second. Yeah, I mean, tw- Twitter's a really good one for this because, I mean, just for imagine for crypto in particular as well. So just for imagine you, you found what you think is the one, right? You found the, the matrix of all cryptos, the, you know, what's going to be like the next cannabis coin slash pot stock slash Bitcoin slash Digibyte slash XRP coupled with Litecoin with just a sprinkling of Holo chain. Right? <laughs> you find this mythical unicorn beast somehow and you do a little search for it on social media. And there's about 12 accounts who are singing its praises. They, one of them's posting charts and there's this giant green candle and you look at it and you think, oh, okay, this is all right. And before you know it, you start seeing more and more of these on your feed. What is this thing? And people have a look and panic and they just FOMO into stuff. This is my chance to be a millionaire tonight. Huge. Absolutely. You know, we've, um, crypto has been really bad for pump and dumps. Um, it's getting better. It's not there yet. It's the same as the penny stocks that have always been ratcheted up by unscrupulous sellers there. You know, it's the, uh, the risk versus reward thing, right? Exactly. So, you know, when you see someone who says, you know, if you send us uh, 200 bucks, you'll get $2,000 back. And if you send us 500 bucks, you know, you'll get $1,800 back. And if you send us $10,000, you know, you'll get seven and a half thousand. And you look at it and you go, well, hang on, that scale's wrong. They've, they've slid that the wrong way. They've really screwed up. I'm just going to send them multiples of 200. Yeah. <laughs> you know, these, these people, they haven't screwed up on the interest <laughs> rate they're giving you. They just want $200. Right. <laughs> you know, I, you think, yeah, you look at this stuff and go, oh, these people are idiots. I only got to give them. And the, my rate of return is saying, ah, oh, I'm going to game the system. You know, that's not how it works. Right. All the mistakes, all those little mistakes you see with the scams, if you find something that sounds confusing, like you don't really understand how you earn, how it makes a profit, how, um, where you can sell it, where you can buy it, what the, what the long term is. All of that stuff that's you know you read that you're you're looking at and you go wow that doesn't make sense. It's designed to be that way. It's designed to be confusing. Well, well, let's let's talk about what makes us make those decisions, right? What what makes us make a decision um, when it comes to finances? There's there's a few reasons, you know, a few variables that cause us to make decisions that we make, and one of those is emotions. Mm-hmm. One of those is greed. And, Mm -hmm. and one of those is excitement, right? And, but yet it's still emotion and anytime an emotion is used in making an important decision, whether it be finances, whether it be relationships, whether it be anything in life, anytime you put emotion over rationality Mm -hmm. into a decision, you're nine out of 10 times. It's the wrong choice to make. Mitch, you are a genius. You know, I mean, but it's real. It's, it's reality. Totally. So, so because of that, we tend to, when people are making that emotional excited decision or that emotional mm-hmm. greedy decision, it's done on such a discourse that your mind doesn't rationalize what you're actually doing wrong or what's actually so, wrong about it. So you miss those little details that the professor is saying, you know, mm-hmm. if you just take the time to read it, sure. If you take the time to read it objectively, and without emotion and ration and ration the thought process, that's when you'll see those things. But until then, 
you'll miss it. It's just like looking at a photograph and there's something hidden within that photograph, but unless you're looking for it specifically, you'll never see it. I mean, the, like the biggest scam in crypto that everyone talks about is BitConnect, right? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone remembers like the stage shows with this auditorium full of people and they're all mm -hmm. cheering and celebrating and, you know, it's all woohoo and all the rest of it. It looks like a Tony Robbins event. You know, there's lights, there's people there, you know, they're celebrating, there's happiness, there's joy, there's family members together, there's people hugging each other. You know, I mean, for me, that's like the worst place I can possibly, I can't imagine that. It'd be awful. Look how grumpy and middle-aged I've become. This is dreadful. Um, <laughs> but they, they emulate it. And they copied. How do you get a room full of people excited? You get a, a guy on stage presenting with a microphone with a catchy phrase, you know, someone who looks enthusiastic, who's encouraging people. And you think, oh, this is great. And it suckers you in. You get, it's the same as anything else. It's like a fruit, uh, not fruit machines for you guys. What are they called? The, uh, the slot machines where you insert the money? Are they slot machines? The you slot guys? machines, yeah. Yeah. So you walk past the slot machine and it's got a, a million dollars. And it costs 25 cents to have a go. Oh, I got 25 cents. Maybe I'll have a go. And unbelievably, you don't win a million dollars. You think, ah, oh, oh, well, never mind. And yeah, no one cares. Like, literally, no one cares. They, they, these machines are designed to make you throw in a quarter, a dollar, five, 10, 20, 50, 100. But there's that glow, there's that excitement, and there's a certain algorithm that works out the payout for those machines. You know, some people think they've got a system. Bullshit. The system games you. It, it's the, the standard casino thing. Yeah, the house always wins. Yep. I mean, if it was truly random, they, they would never make any money. It's not, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah they'd, they'd, yeah, they'd be as rich as the rest of us. Exactly. Exactly. Statistical odds would make it a total break-even thing if you, if you made it totally exactly random. We're going to head down a path here that's going to get us in trouble with the wrong people. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I've seen casino, I believe that still goes on. For like three months, maybe you should start looking in the desert easter island will be the point to start <laughs> yeah we'll go to easter island yeah, yeah we'll be hiding in We're the shadow under, yeah. with a campfire just hanging out <laughs> but this is you know it's the it's the bells and whistles it's the bright lights it's the the glitter the glamorousness the the thing that draws you in right it's that um that perceived opportunity because anyone i mean literally anybody can be a victim to a scam or you know get taken advantage of with a timeshare investment product it's just about being caught out at the right time and you think you look at the world's top financiers you look at film stars you look at royalty you look at you know me you the other guys in the street everyone has been at some point conned one way or another and the ability to spot that and as mitch said earlier that emotion that greed if you can disassociate yourself from that for a moment and just just imagine having this conversation with a mate where you say, all right, well, I found this thing, right? And what they do is if I send them $100 at the end of this month, they send me $200. Really? Yeah. So what do I have to do? So what you do is you put $100 in an envelope, you send it off to a post box. Okay, what happens then? You wait a month, right? And what happens at the end of that? Right, they send it to you back. Okay, how do you know you're going to get it back? Well, because you've sent it, you know, via recorded mail, so you, you can track it. Really? And that's kind of where the crypto scams are at the moment. There are so many of these that are just, they promise, you know, these trading groups with a 100% success rate. The, uh, the, the systems, 
that game all the exchanges. There are ways to look into these things and there are legitimate programs. Uh, yeah, we, we, you guys have met with a couple of them. So what these, the scammers, the con artists, the counterfeiters, the blaggers, whatever you want to call them do, is they look at the existing things and how they work and they try and make theirs more attractive. How do we up the game from where it is at the moment? How do we make it look better? They're always evolving. They're constantly evolving. And it's crazy to watch the changes in the scams too. Cause like they always, they like look the same, but just with a different shell, you know, they always operate the same way, but they just put it up a different way or they use a different platform to promote it or whatever. Kat, since you're still on here, I, I'm kind of curious, what type of scams have you seen that are like the next level that are maybe really tricky for somebody to identify? Um, in the crypto space? Yeah. Oh, well, that's a good question. I mean, now, now that I'm working for CoinFlip, I'm seeing, you know, how we prevent scams on that side of things. Um, it's kind of like Western Union 2.0, you know, people are using the, the ATMs to send money, but some people fall victims to the same scams that are just being reinvented using a new medium of exchange. So, yeah. That's a perfect example. You know, that's, you, you think about it that way. It's like, we'll go to Western Union and send me money. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, in this case, go to the Bitcoin ATM and try to buy Bitcoin, but don't send it to your wallet address, send it to this one, you know, and that's, that's crazy. It, it, just seeing how it just transfers, there's always going to be somebody there ready to jump on the newest technology and try to rip people off. I saw something on the, uh, the ATM, the double spend attacks, where there's this guy who like, turns up with a false beard. It's like the normal ATM scam when someone turns up and they put like a beard and glasses on. Oh, I'm not familiar with that one yet. No. I, I'll need to find that one because it, um, it was a few months ago. It was when one, I can't remember who it was, but it was one of the earlier ATMs. And um, they had a load of guys who turned up and it was literally a case of putting a cap on then putting like a cowboy hat on, you know, like a pair of Mr. Magoo glasses. Yeah. Like, like really like, like full on shitty disguises, but just, just enough to hide from the CCTV camera. That's kind of set up for someone that's probably stolen a credit card and would be using that disguise to help disguise themselves while they're at the ATM, a normal ATM, because you know, as you make transactions at ATMs, your photograph is taken. So that would be something like that. But from, from a crypto standpoint, if you were buying cryptocurrencies from an ATM, um, you know, it's all about identification once you get beyond a certain uh, dollar value. Okay. So, you know, the scams on that side of things would be a little different. And what, you know, like what Kat told me has transpired is people will get approached and say, you know, we're going to send you this money via Western union, whatever. And we need you to cash that and then send it back to us. Right. And, and do it on a crypto ATM machine. So they give these people a, a Bitcoin address. The people take that money, they go transfer, um, buy Bitcoin with it and send it direct to that address at the ATM. So those are the kind of scams that you're seeing that they're seeing mostly. Right. Does that sound right? Cat. I don't know how much I'm supposed to divulge, but <laughs> <laughs> but our number one job is to prevent any of these transactions from happening. So we warn the customers, we tell mm -hmm. them, look, if it's too good to be true and, and you're getting paid to like cash checks and send money, like it's too good to be true. Mm -hmm. It's one of those things that you would 
you would think we as a society would learn quicker because ever since the beginning of email, these things have been, I mean, they were prominent beforehand, but they accelerated so much more so with the internet. But you've got a much bigger audience now, right? Right. It just keeps growing. And so there's always new people coming in that maybe yeah. weren't around at that point. And that's the thing that if you saw, if you step back and look at it from that perspective, it makes more sense. But have you guys ever heard of the suckers list? It's what called a suckers list. So if you can imagine like uh, when Facebook sold your data, right? So there's this great big long Excel document with a load of names, dates of birth, passwords, email addresses, all that crap. Suckers list is something that exists on the dark web. And if you get unlucky enough to get caught up in a scam and your details get on that list, it's in exactly the same way as big business sells your data. You get put on an Excel spreadsheet and your email address, your phone number, your physical address, your name, your date of birth, your aliases, whatever else, all get sold up in a bundled package, which means all of a sudden you start getting a load of timeshare offers or investment opportunities. Oh, yeah. or, but so they, um, they found one in the UK. And this, this is another thing that kind of piqued my interest a couple of years ago. So they started contacting these people. And most of these people were like really offended. Like, how dare you? We've never been scammed. No, we're really careful with where we put our money. And, you know, they were actually offended that the police had got in contact with them, like genuinely offended, like they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. Like, how dare you tell us that we've made poor investments choices? You know, we're aware. And they just refused to believe that they were on anything to do with this. They had, they had, they had nothing. That's correct. It's just, it's impossible to get people to pay attention to it. It's so difficult until you right. get caught. Once you get caught, all of a sudden, you know, you want to know everything about it. You know, Colin, this is going to sound creepy, but I thought about you at Target last month. Okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> there was this guy at Target trying to buy like 5,000 bucks or, or maybe it was 10,000 and two $5,000 increments okay. worth of uh, Target gift cards to pay the Social Security Administration. Uh-huh. Nice. Nice. Like, All right. How oh much? Oh my God. Like 10 grand. Okay. Yeah. And how much was he selling them for? No, he was just, he was supposed to go pay a fine from oh, the Social okay, Security sorry. Administration in $10,000 worth of Target gift cards. Luckily, the Target manager wasn't an idiot and explained to him, you're getting screwed. I'm not selling you these gift cards. No. What? So that was awesome to oh, see. Dude. But man. That's great. That guy, when he told him that, because the manager came out because he had to approve the amount, right? Yeah, that's so serious. Yeah. yeah, we're standing in line behind this guy waiting to return a crockpot, if I recall. And, <laughs> <laughs> of all things, right? <laughs> you, should, you should just sell your crockpot to him. Just right? tell him Here's it's full of magic beans. Yeah, yeah, love him. Yeah. And uh, so then he, the, the manager started explaining to him what was happening after asking a few questions. And, and the guy walked out to his car like, the look on his face, it was just so defeated and depressed and like, I can't believe, you know, and it makes you wonder like how many times has he already paid them? Because they, it's, it's not ever once, you know, they always follow back. You know? hey, listen, if it works once, it'll work again. Yeah. And yeah. you so. just, you just adapt, you move on. And yeah, let's be honest. There's no, there's no personal feelings here. You know, we've, we've all heard these stories about someone who's been conned in their life and it's absolutely ruined them. You know, they've lost everything. You know, they're absolutely destitute. And it's awful. You know, it's absolutely, yeah, you hear this stuff. Sometimes you know these people. Yeah, and it is, it's truly awful. Because the misery that comes with, with debt, with, you know, not, 
not achieving that that dream of wealth that you were sold it's horrific you know no one sees the after effect because no one ever really talks about it if you get rid yeah no one likes it when they fuck up no one you know it's embarrassing for the most part and no one really likes go oh, i tell you what let me tell you this brilliant story about how i screwed up royally and lost thousands of my own money god it's hilarious no one does that why would you so no one ever really discusses the after effects like when you you know how shit you feel how you don't ever talk to anyone about it how you you feel like you can't ever talk to anyone about it it's like you feel ashamed by it yeah totally you know no one likes being taken for a ride no it's even worse you know when you've you've had this dream that you've been sold you know imagine you know you book this beautiful getaway you know this lovely holiday and you turn up and there's no roof on the place yeah right yeah, there's been those horrific holiday stories on the internet for years. And yeah, this is the same deal. You know, people are investing enormous amounts into what they honestly believe is their ticket. There's just so much misinformation and so much desire to uh, acquire instant wealth that it's mm -hmm. just a recipe for disaster. Let's get one more question in before we wrap this up real quick here. I want to ask this to both Colin and Kat. If you were a fish, what type of bait would a fisherman want to use to capture you? <laughs> uh, wow. Oh, 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 this question. <laughs> yeah, this question. <laughs> yeah, oh, this, uh, this, this commonly this asked question. Oh, okay, sure. Like how much? <laughs> I knew you were prepared. Yeah. Uh, what type of bait? Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, this one can get okay. you into trouble, I have a feeling. There's some sort of worm joke yeah. I'm trying to work in here, but... <laughs> there's, there's one somewhere. You'll find it. It's, it's worm jealous. Uh, come on, it's coming to me. Isn't there the, the bait that um, it mimics a frog, like the little poppers? What are those called? Mm -hmm. I have no idea, but I feel like I've seen them on an infomercial before. I mean, I'd try to eat that, yeah. <laughs> i'd try to eat that shit yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's Fried good legs. that's good yum yum <laughs> that's the new background for your website <laughs> yeah there you go Frog legs. <laughs> so i i reckon you want like a hotel miniature like a miniature bottle of whiskey or vodka or gin yeah so like one of those you know just i'm frighteningly weak-willed so that i reckon that'd do me there you go just swimming by the jack daniels and yeah i gotta have it man i can't Give me that. <laughs> well, I mean, All hobbies right. were important. I found one I was good at. So, so we're, we're swimming around chasing frogs and whiskey. That is the one thing that can top axe throwing. So just don't get suckered <laughs> in. Don't take the bait. Thank you for coming on the show. Kat, it was so cool to have you on also. It's not very often that we get an extra guest. So that was exciting. Yeah. Thank you, guys. It was nice to meet you, Colin. And you, Kat. Take it easy, guys. Cheers, guys. Thank you again. Catch you at Christmas. Definitely. We'll see you on the 21st. All right. Peace. <laughs> no, that's always fun. It's always difficult to keep those ones on the, on the tracks, but it is. It is. It's fun though, especially on the straight and narrow. Oh yeah, but you got to get a little nuts once in a while. Yeah, exactly. Man, what a great podcast! I tell you, Colin's always interesting to talk to, and like you said earlier, we can we can easily get down different rabbit holes a lot differently and a lot faster than in most cases. So. Always fun having him on the show, and it was it was exciting having Pat join us. Seriously, and we need to get a second podcast set up with her for the same reason we had to do one with Colin, because 
she had a nice list of important things that she wanted to talk about. And our children asses took it off topic so many times <laughs> that we didn't get to any of them. Right. Basically. So uh, exactly. we're definitely going to have to get round two on the schedule so that we can dig into a lot of those important issues and things that we're, that we really want to talk about. So. Hell yeah. And preferably do it when I'm not on over. <laughs> we can make that happen. Well, we'll try to make that happen. We'll try. Oh, shit. Good times. <laughs> All right, guys. Have yourself a great afternoon. We look forward to talking to you soon. If you get a chance, get out to those coin flip ATMs and uh, buy you some crypto while it's on sale for the holidays. Coinflip.tech. There's a map on there. You can check out where the ATMs are across the United States. If there's one near you, go out there and try it out and post a video of you using it on Twitter. And of course, tag us at Crypto Campfire. We want to see you guys out there using it. If you don't have one in your area, start talking to businesses. They'll actually pay you to get ATMs placed and they'll pay the business owners to have it on their premises. So, Hell yeah. If you need help with it, get a hold of us, get a hold of Cat, get a hold of JMac. We can help you out. Damn straight, damn straight. So, all right, guys, every yourself a great one. We will talk to you soon. Take it easy. Peace.